Welcome to the Gold Mine Podcast. This is a show where I teach you everything I know about creating your life with purpose, health, and soul. And I believe that we do that through holistic self-expression. If you're ready to finally step into your own personal power and create the life you want, you've come to the right place. Get ready to dive into personal development through science, spirituality, leading-edge health findings, and learning through ancient and modern wisdom and other people just like you, because what I hope you'll find is that it's about us all. Thank you for joining me on my journey, and I'm leaving you with an invite to stay curious. So this is going to be a kind of deep one, guys. I'm inviting you to come along on this journey with me. This is something I just recently experienced, and I can't not share it with you. So the ghosts of our pasts. Looking at this through a lens of relationships is where I want to go. But know that anywhere in your life, this shows up in all of our lives. And so I may be talking in the context of relationships, but you can apply it anywhere. So let's dive right in because ghosts, the thing about ghosts is that you can't see them. They're there. You may have a suspicion. Maybe you don't know where they are. Maybe you don't know how they show up. Maybe you don't believe in ghosts. I don't give a shit. But the the basic understanding of ghosts is that most of the time we can't see them. And so when we think about our past relationships and how it's affecting us now, my cat is playing in the background if you hear some something. I don't know what he's doing. When we think about how our past relationships are affecting us now, we kind of don't know. We kind of can't see it because the trauma or the emotions or the losses that had happened can, and a lot of times do, create these subconscious actions and these subconscious ways of being in new relationships. And so we hear people all the time talk about don't bring your old relationships into the new one. And it's a lot easier said than done. And seeing this firsthand creates such clarity around it. I want to remind you guys that first of all, if you're listening to this and you want to keep listening to this, I guarantee there's probably a ghost hanging around there maybe a few of them. And it intuitively, you want to know, but maybe cognitively, you don't know what it is. Or maybe you're thinking about somebody else, right? Intuitively, intuitively, there's something there, but we're just unsure. And when it comes to this heaviness and the tra- tra- uh, traumas and that the ways that we act through fear, we never know how truly heavy something is until we feel the weight of its release. I'm going to say that again. You never know how truly heavy something is until you feel the weight of its release. And so I kind of want to talk a little bit um, psychology here and explain how the human mind and our, 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 our head, you know what I mean? When we're not thinking from our heart, but we're thinking cognitively, the human mind wants to create problems. It just does. It's a good portion of it is here to protect us. It wants to keep us safe. It wants to find possible threats so we can avoid those threats. And so the human mind is consistently looking to create problems. 
and looking to create solutions for those problems. It's just constantly looking for safety. And the only way to constantly have safety is to constantly be on the lookout for what might be dangerous. And so I feel like I want to take it and do an example of myself. I noticed that I wanted always to run. I always wanted an out. I always wanted um, and looked for reasons or thought my intuition was telling me to leave a relationship. Or I found myself with people who actually weren't available. Probably because that felt more safe to me. Because in the history of my relationships and in the history of my heartbreak, I learned not to trust. And so whether the, whether the men did lie or didn't lie, I learned not to trust. And I learned not to trust from my past relationships. In my past relationship, there was lies. There was manipulation. There was abuse. And I'm not saying this saying that I had a halo on because I definitely did not. But going through multiple relationships where there's manipulation, emotional instability, where you didn't feel safe to be seen because maybe you thought that love was going to be withdrawn from you, having these, let's call them abusive, although I think that's a very, um, that can be an overused word, but being in these abusive relationships, as my cat hisses, being in these abusive relationships We learn to not trust. We learn that people lie. We learn that our feelings can't be trusted because maybe we think we're so in love with somebody. We're blind to it, right? We're blind. We can't see that they're obviously sleeping around or obviously lying to us about any little thing because we're blind. And so when we have something good come along, We're going to subconsciously look for everywhere that that person could be talking fallacy and they could be lying to us or manipulating us or abusing us in some way because we don't want to feel the way we felt when our heart was broken. So we're going to make, be hyper aware that that doesn't happen again. And to me, this is a fundamental problem because as much as it's good to love ourselves and be aware and we don't We won't put up with shit because we love ourselves and we don't want to get heartbroken again. We're actually closing ourselves off because we could be looking at a full pot of gold. You could have a pot of gold in front of you right now as this other person and and you want to keep yourself safe. You want to avoid heartbreak again. You want to not be lied to. And so you're going to look for signs of fallacy or signs of abuse. So you have this pot of gold in front of you, yet you want to keep yourself safe from the dirt. So you're digging and you're looking through all the gold and you're like, there's got to be some dirt in here somewhere. There's got to be some dirt in here somewhere. There's got to be some fucking dirt in here somewhere. And then after you're halfway through the thing, you find a granule of dirt and you're like, see I told you that there's dirt in here. I knew that there was dirt in here. This pot of gold is shit. And then you just toss it all away. And so I found myself reflecting on my relationships and I found myself thinking and feeling when I would look at the pictures. So this is where the ghosts come in, okay? 
This is where those unseen things are happening that we can actually create some awareness around. And I find myself looking at these old pictures and and saying, yeah, I really loved him. Or this was really hard. Or whatever the story is, right? I look, I'm like, yeah, I, I was so in love with him. And yet I'm saying that, like I'm talking about the past, I was so in love with him. Yet I'm feeling in my body like the whole of the heartbreak is happening to me right now. So I'm talking about it like it did happen. But I'm feeling it like it's happening right now. That's an incongruence there. That That doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense. And so what does that mean, right? We're just heartbroken. Maybe we think... We're never going to get rid of it. Maybe we think that's just part of life. But what that's showing us is that we're bringing these ghosts into now. We are getting, we are still in love with these men or women. We are still getting heartbroken over and over and over and over again. Every time we think about it, every time there's a trigger around it, we're getting re-heartbroken and pouring salt in the wound. And we think that that's, that's, That's just how it's going to be. And the triggers, the things that trigger us could be pictures, talking about it, obviously memories, friends of the person. But the biggest trigger I find is that person that you're in relationship now with or the person that you want to be with. That is the trigger. Those things. Because now we're opening ourselves up To just get fucking stomped on again, right? Or to feel like we've been stomped on again. And we don't want it. It's it's still fucking happening to us. We're still getting heartbroken every time we think about the situation. And so you can't break a broken heart. So we don't let anybody in. It's already broken. We don't trust. We don't allow love. We don't give love. We don't let them in. Let let, let, Let them penetrate us. Emotionally, sexually, verbally, because that could mean that we will get heartbroken again. But the fact is you are still heartbroken. You are still getting your heart broken. So then the question is, how do we see it? If it's a ghost and we can't see the ghost and we're acting from our subconscious behaviors trying to keep ourselves safe, how do we even see that this is showing up for us? So one way to see is to notice When you recollect, when you look at the pictures, when you talk about it, are you feeling like it's happening right now to you? That's a huge alarm. That's a huge red flag showing you that it's still in your cells. It's still in your body. You have not released it. Second way is a very, one of my favorite things to talk about. So I'm sure you're familiar with the word projection. The second way that we can notice if we have these ghosts from our past still haunting us is to take responsibility for how we feel. And so for me, I noticed that my partner, I would point the finger at him. I had been doing this for years, pointing the finger and saying, okay, you say that you want to work on your vision. You say that you want to follow your soul. And yet you're still not doing it really. Like you're kind of doing it, but you're still not doing it really. And so what is that? Is that just never going to happen? Because that's important to me. 
And so I'm pointing my finger thinking that he is just telling me that he wants to create this vision for his soul's work for himself because he wants to please me. He's just telling me because he loves me and he thinks that's what I want to hear. Or he's just telling me to manipulate me. And so I was pointing the finger at him thinking like, I think he's saying this but doesn't really want it. And so then I found myself sort of pushing the subject. Then I found myself sort of thinking it wasn't going to happen. Then I found myself thinking if we were even right for each other, right? And I'm sitting down reflecting one day and I'm looking at old pictures, one specifically of a certain man. And I was talking to somebody out loud about it. And I said, you know what? I'm so scared that if this man shows up at my doorway and he apologizes and shows me without a shadow of a doubt that he's shifted that I would leave my life. Everything I had, I would, I would just go. And in that moment, I realized I was still in love with him, which isn't something that I thought really was real because I thought I was just heartbroken. And then I realized things have happened. Things happened. Factual things happened. Actual things happened and somebody who has done things to tear down your trust and manipulate and lie or all of these things, let alone a, a bunch of things, somebody who has done so much, how are they going to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that they've changed? Because their actions show me differently. And so then just like that, I realized, why am I... Why am I still in love with him? This doesn't make any sense. No, he can't prove this to me. Like, no. If he shows up here, no, there's no way. The past happened. I can't change that. He can't prove to me that anything shifted because his actions speak differently. And then I thought about my current partner. And I'm going through and I'm thinking, his actions are bulletproof. His, he is so, he is standing in such integrity with his word that his actions are bulletproof. His promises have come to fruition and he has done everything that he said that he has done or would do. And then it hit me. And then it all came. It all just came into awareness is that I still feeling and wanting to keep myself safe from manipulation because I'm still heartbroken from the past abuse. I am trying to keep myself safe. So what do I do? I look at my partner, and I find the one thing that he has not delivered on yet. He tells me he wants it. He tells me it's going to happen, but he hasn't delivered on it yet. The one piece of dirt in this pot of gold, I find it, and that makes me want to fucking flee. That makes me want to run the other direction because my mind is still looking to keep me safe. But his other actions showed me differently. So what would it look like if I just trusted? And I know a lot of you guys can relate to this because trust is something that's just so pervasive and so, it's just so present. The feeling like we, we don't trust, the feeling like we can't trust, the feeling like we're being manipulated, the feeling like the person is lying. Awesome, look at their actions. What have they showed you? And then... Ask yourself, okay, their actions are bulletproof. So what would it look like if I just trusted 
this area. Because before I was pointing the finger at him, saying he was lying to people please me. He didn't know what he actually wanted. He just wanted to say it because he loved me. And what that really means is that I didn't trust his word. So that's where the responsibility comes in. The finger turns around at me. What would it look like if I trusted? And then move from there. If you sit in what it looks like if you trusted and it doesn't feel right, maybe this person isn't for you. But if you sit and look and feel what it would look like if you just trusted that you guys can create the life you say you want to create together, does that feel exciting? Does that feel good? Because I instantly was was open and receptive to love now. Instantly. So for the end of this episode, I just want to dive a little bit deeper into an underlying root cause of all of this. And majorly, we don't feel supported. Whether it's with our partner, whether it's with life, money, family, other relationships, work, our health, we don't feel supported. And so that helps us act through fear. And I want you to really look at these past relationships. Look at the turmoil. Look at the the lies, the manipulation, the trauma, the abuse, whatever it looked like for you. And understand that you are listening to this now away from it. Or maybe you're still in it. And you are listening to this now. You are always supported. You have always been supported. You have no evidence to the contrary that you have not been supported because you are still alive. You still have time ahead of you. You still have health even if you feel and are experiencing disease. Your body is supporting you by showing you that something's not working. The universe is supporting you by showing you that the relationship is not healthy. We experience pain because there's something there to heal. Now, isn't that support? I cut my thumb open. My body wouldn't be supporting me very much if it didn't send instant pain my fucking way. Because then I don't feel the pain. I don't fix the wound. The wound gets infected. I lose my hand. We have always been supported and love is always waiting. So take a look at these ghosts. Take a look at the now life. Take a look at the person you're with or... The, the possible person that you're going to be with and ask yourself if you trust and if you're pointing the finger, try to check it out and see what that really means about you. Okay, I feel like he doesn't care. I feel like she doesn't show that she loves me enough. I feel like he likes his friends more. What do those things mean about you? That you're not loved, that you're annoying, that... You, you don't trust his word when there's nothing to show you not to trust his word or her word. Write down all your complaints about the person and see how that is showing up for you because you're feeling this way. These feelings are on you. And I'm here to remind you that you don't have to feel this way. It is okay because it's showing you that there's something there to shine the light on, but you don't have to feel this way. When you are in relationship, you can create that relationship to look like whatever you want it to between you and the partner. But first, you must trust. And then those ghosts are gone. And then you can play a little bit more. 
And then you can understand if it doesn't work out, awesome, you're still supported. And you knew that you tried everything that you could. Because ask yourself, if I were to split from this person, if I were to wanted to leave, and I got together with somebody else that makes me happy right now, somebody else that I feel like I'm chasing my dreams with right now or being healthy with right now or makes me happy right now. If this lesson showed up for you and the new person 10 years from now, would you be thinking about how you could have navigated it with this person you're with right now? Because that's how it was for me. If I thought, okay, I'm going to leave and then I'll be with somebody who's doing all of these things that I'm doing right now and I'm still, I find myself at this spot again in 10 years, this lesson again in 10 years, I'm going to always wish that I had made it through and made the story and lasted with my partner. So when we're 80, we can look back at the terrain that we fucking climbed and slipped and partied on. And if you are not in relationship, you still get to dive into all these things. I love you guys. Please let me know what landed for you. Um, Please share this if it resonated. I think that this is a huge topic that a lot of people don't talk about. And I actually was feeling nervous getting on here because it's my story. And I've shifted into such a beautiful place of trust that one, I want to remind myself. And two, I, I feel selfish not to share it. So, message of the day. Love is waiting. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Goldmine Podcast. I ask that you share this out with anyone who might get value from this episode. And if you're looking for ways to support, please subscribe and review. And if you are not on the social media game yet, get on it. I am the only Shauna Sudik on Facebook and on Instagram. My handle is Shauna.Kathleen. And I can't wait until next time.